Hello, I'm Everett Wall, and you're listening to My Street Journal, a not-so-weekly news podcast that gives you the top stories days after they break. Coming up, a segment of President Biden's State of the Union stand-up special, and later, after several military failures, Putin's new plan in Ukraine is to just start committing war crimes. Stay with us. Wall Street Journal is brought to you by a calendar. Not a time management app like that one advertisement we did a few episodes ago, just a regular calendar. Did you forget that it was Friday and you were supposed to set it so that the episode will go public Saturday morning? Try looking at a calendar. A calendar. It tells you what day it is. The following is a segment of President Joe Biden's State of the Union Address. The president was, for some reason, doing an accent? Southern accent, maybe? Sounded like he had a something in his mouth, but here's the clip. And then she came out of her house and she screamed. Why the hell did you move the dead dog onto my porch? I said I wanted it off my lawn. You knew exactly what I meant. Why would you do such a thing? We all had a good laugh about that one. But speaking of dogs, I'm, I'm pleased to inform the American people that Major and Commander are both doing fine. Been trying to get a cat, but they keep turning up maimed and mysterious circumstances and, and the occasional Secret Service agent, too. It's weird. Uh, in many ways, we're still recovering from the death of Champ, but... He was 13, it was his time. But we aren't the only ones in mourning. Millions across the country have an empty seat at the dinner table today, and not just because they're leaving it for Elijah. No, they've lost a loved one to COVID-19. So many struggling with almost as much grief as me after my dog died. But the end of the pandemic is in sight. The CDC just stated that vaccinated people can be indoors and outdoors without masks as long as social distancing is maintained. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, seeing the audience, Senator Joe, where's Joe? There he is. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia heard the news that he could take his mask off and almost went and sat on the Republican side of the aisle. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Joe. Please support my Build Back Better plan. It's a good plan. I don't know why y'all aren't supporting it. All these Republicans talking about how it'll add to already glowing inflation. Just simmer down. Simmer down. That's a bunch of malarkey. Don't make me take you around the barn. For speaking of inflation, Russia ain't doing so high right now. You have me and my sanctions to thank for that. And all the other foreign leaders who unified against this horrific invasion of Ukraine. Now, I'm not supposed to do this, but I have some advice for the investors listening. Buy up these cheap rubles. Cryptocurrency is out. It's all about hard currency now. Get in on the bottom on this one. I'm serious. Oh, well, that just about wraps it up for me. Oh, wouldn't you know, we ran out of time. I didn't even get an opportunity to talk about Afghanistan. Ah, well... Maybe we'll be able to squeeze it in next year. F*** you. Yeah, you, the person listening to this right now. Go f*** yourself. That was the message Ukrainian soldiers stationed on Snake Island in the Black Sea sent to a passing Russian warship four days ago. The sentiment has been echoed all across the globe since Russia invaded Ukraine. Not only has the world united against Russia's efforts to overthrow the government, but the Ukrainians themselves have also united against the invading forces, Putin apparently planned for the country to fall after only a few days, but despite some setbacks in the south, Ukraine is holding together strong. The constant barrage of hate from the entire planet has worn down the Russian military at the lowest levels. The soldiers, many young men conscripted into service through a draft, are suffering from extremely low morale. Even gifts of free sunflower seeds from Ukrainian citizens aren't enough to keep their spirits up, especially when the gift is paired with the comment, I hope these flowers grow where you die, you Rather than refuel, tank drivers just abandon their T-14s, claiming it isn't worth the effort. 
The apathy of their army has caused Russian military men to reconsider their strategy. Part of the new plan includes more motivational drill sergeantry. Drop and give me 20, you inspirational soul. Believe in yourself, you worthless sack. There's always light if you're brave enough to see it, maggot. Even Russian President Vladimir Putin has changed his plans in Ukraine. Labeling the initial invasion as a failure, Putin has decided to just start committing war crimes until Ukraine begs him to stop. Civilian neighborhoods across Ukraine have been targeted by Russian bombers in an unprecedented act of terror. The UN has predicted that up to 10 million Ukrainians could be displaced, nearly a quarter of the nation's population. I'm just trying to win this war. If I have to do a little genocide, so be it. They did the genocide first. And in my mind, not being able to find any evidence of the genocide is evidence enough of a cover-up. Coming up, San Francisco police use DNA evidence from a rape kit to arrest the victim. And later, TikTokers faked Ukraine war zone footage and received massive stream donations. Stay with us. Wall Street Journal is brought to you by The Email Pony. Do you own a small business or other entity, and are you looking for an email or newsletter distribution service? Look no further than The Email Pony. Other distribution services send your messages right to your customers' spam folders. But The Email Pony prints out these messages and delivers them in person. Note, messages may take months to send depending on Email Pony delivery person availability. The Email Pony! And then the ad read says I'm supposed to make a horse noise, but I am not doing that. District Attorney for San Francisco Chesa Boudin has called attention to a heinous practice in the city's police department, storing the DNA evidence of sexual assault victims collected via rape kits. Attorneys from across the country are condemning the reprehensible behavior used to incriminate, turning victims into suspects. A representative for the police department attempting to defend the practice reacted to the district attorney's case study. The DNA from a 2016 rape kit was used to tie the victim of the assault to a present-day property crime. Well, District Attorney Boudin clearly has no experience looking on the bright side of things. There's a silver lining to this. Yes, the defendant in question was raped, which is horrible. But if it had never happened, we wouldn't have had the necessary evidence to arrest her for that car theft. In the end, it was a net positive in my books. Because the evidence against the woman in question was collected through a violation of her constitutional rights, her case was thrown out. But it's not just the victims whose rights are being violated through this practice. Assault survivors are required to request DNA samples from consensual partners so that the rape kit can differentiate between the consensual and the non-consensual. Designed to protect these partners from false identification as the perpetrators of the crime, the process puts their DNA in the same database as other suspects. Again, I see this as an opportunity, not as an egregious violation of rights. These boyfriends, they might be squeaky clean, upstanding citizens, which means there would be very little opportunity to collect their DNA otherwise. Even DNA from child victims is collected and stored for potential use in cross-referencing samples from crime scenes. It's no different than when your kid gets their fingerprints taken in case they go missing. Only instead of for when they inevitably go missing, it's when they inevitably commit some kind of devious crime. This practice is a blatant violation of the right to privacy and is a vast overreach of governmental authority over citizen autonomy. The process incentivizes people not to report their rapes, crimes already vastly underreported to law enforcement. Good, because we're pretty swamped right now as it is. Footage has been flooding in from the current conflict in Ukraine, but not all of the video is legitimate. Grifters steal video from other sources and attempt to pass it off as credible for donations from sympathetic viewers. 
Nowhere is this more prevalent than TikTok, where a clip supposedly from the battlefield showed a Ukrainian fighter pilot in action, taking down Russian jets in an all-out dogfight. The pilot was named the Ghost of Kiev, and his story went viral all across social media. Only, the Ghost of Kiev does not exist. The footage was actually ripped from the video game Digital Combat Simulator World. The grift was discovered after a clip was posted on accident containing a quick time event, a prompt that pops up on the screen directing the player to hit the Y button. The poster of the initial video denied any wrongdoing and continued to keep up the charade that the Ghost of Kiev was indeed a real person. If he is real, may God be with him, they wrote. And if he is not real, we should be super forgiving of all the people who tried to deceive others into believing he was real. I'm sure it's what he would have wanted. But the fake footage isn't just being ripped from video games, others have stolen footage from prior conflicts and merely slapped on a new title. A recent video claiming to be from the conflict in Odessa was actually revealed to be from the 2014 annexation of Crimea after two soldiers were seen in the background of the shot sneezing into each other's open mouths, an act that wouldn't be performed today because of coronavirus concerns. Some of the grifters are even lazier, just adding different audio to their own footage. A UK TikTok account was suspended from collecting donations after claiming to be streaming from Ukraine while Big Ben was visible in the distance. Because of the account holder's anonymity, TikTok was unable to refund the donations made to the grifter. And not only do video and streaming platforms like TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch have little option to punish the fraudsters other than merely shutting down their channels, their algorithms incentivize this behavior and actively encourage the sensationalization. Even Russia itself has gotten in on the action, utilizing the platforms to spread misinformation and propaganda. A representative for the Russian ambassador implied that they also hope to collect as much from donations as possible. Quote, we need a second income to get us through some of these tough sanctions. For more satire news, check out the Wall Street Journal's not-so-daily blog on EverettWallRocks.com. I'm Everett Wall, and this was My Street Journal. Thank you for listening.